fight begin. Welcome to It's Real to Us, the Wrestling Podcast. What's going on, you guys? Hello and welcome to the latest episode of It's Real to Us, the wrestling podcast. On today's episode, Tony the Father, Nate Diggity Dog, and Anthony the Mark sit down and discuss everything that's going on with the Vince McMahon allegations, he had to resign from the board of directors of TKO, and more importantly, the Royal Rumble. But as a quick reminder, you can find us on X. Instagram and TikTok at It's Real to Us, and over on YouTube, we are at It's Real to Us One. I promise to all of our YouTube followers there will be video shortly. Just stick with us for now as we are getting this baby off the ground. But we are talking Royal Rumble. The second biggest premium live event of the year just took place, and there is a whole lot to talk about. Now, If you happen to miss the show, don't worry about it, because we got Tony the Father and yours truly ready to break down everything you might have missed with the fastest Rumble Recap. The Women's Royal Rumble kickstarted the road to WrestleMania. The action was fast and furious, as Nia Paul Walker Jax eliminated eight women and looked like she was going to cruise to victory. But sadly, Jax crashed and burned. Still too soon, Mark. R.I.P. Brian O'Connor. Jade Cargill made her debut and drove Nia, a returning Naomi, and Becky Lynch all off the road. But in the end, Bailey Vin Diesel was able to outmaneuver 29 other women and bring the Royal Rumble win home to her damage control family. I don't have friends. I have family and a ticket to WrestleMania, baby. But the question is, what champion will Bailey choose to fight? After a plane crash, Roman Reigns was stranded alone on the island of relevancy during a fatal four-way championship match. Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and LA Knight each hit their finishing maneuvers on the Lord of the Bloodline Flies. But if you look or read ahead, you know the outcome of this match was never in doubt. After Solo Sokoa interfered, hmm, a Roman match ending in interference? That's about as shocking as another Vince McMahon sex allegation. Roman dropped a boulder on AJ Piggy Styles' head to kill any hopes of a new champion. The historic reign continues. Acknowledge your tribal chief. After crushing an unhealthy amount of prime, Logan Paul Rudd was hyped for his dinner with the schmuck, Kevin Owens. Logan's dinner guests, Austin Theory and Grayson Waller, brought brass knuckles for the occasion. But Owens snatched the weapon from Paul's hands and KO KO'd the social media megastar. Just before the count of three, though, the world's greatest wrestling official saw Owens with the brass knuckles in hand and disqualified him. Hey, Owens, next time take a page out of MJF's book and hide the weapon in your trunks. Logan Paul retains the United States Championship. Where are we dropping, boys? The Battle Royal took center stage 
when 30 men battled inside the Warzone ring after Drew McIntyre kicked Cody Rhodes' tooth out of his mouth. That must have fucking hurt. The American Nightmare was one shot and needed a med kit to surge back. Rhodes weathered the toxic storm of McIntyre, Gunther, and CM Punk to punch his ticket to the main event of WrestleMania. Cody once again has a chance to finish the story. So they are plus 114. We threw 145 on him. Take back is 310. And that is the account. Go it. Put it all in. Fuck it. I do it now. I think that line's going to move. Wait, were you doing it on the spread or money line? The money line. Plus 130? Plus nah, 114. Leave it alone, because if we want to do something, we got to add. You were so confident a second ago. Yeah, what happened with that? The line is bad, but what's it going to move to? It could move to minus 105. Nah, just leave it. It ain't worth it. Yeah, but we don't have any Super Bowl action outside of boxes. So we're going to bet it. You have it, boxes? I haven't gotten any. Pat Tracy's doing some boxes. Shout out Pat Tracy. Uh, wait, Pat Tracy, can I get in on this action? I think he'll let you in on the action. <sighs> you can't yawn that loud when we're doing I'm this. I'm tired. It's fucking late and I'm old. How much are the boxes? It's uh, $20 a box, and I don't even know if he's fully released it yet. Okay, but what is uh, first quarter, third quarter, halftime? 20 a box is 2000 so halftime uh, half would be 500 Then you have 250 250 1000 finals. I am a wizard with math. When it comes to gambling, he's Rain Man over here. I'm not Rain Man. I'm fucking a math wizard. I heard you crunching some numbers upstairs before. You were calculating how many points you had before the under was going down. But we got to go over to Nathan because the Detroit Lions scored a touchdown in the final minutes of the game to give Nathan a backdoor cut. Cover, baby. That was fucking awesome. Thank God. Won uh, twenty bucks because of it. Living life, man. I thought it was a lock. Then I thought I was going to lose it. And then it just hit. Great cover. Yeah, you're just lucky Dan Campbell doesn't like to kick field goals. Dan Campbell is not the smartest man in the world. I will no, he's not a good head coach. He he, get, he pulls things out of yeah, his ass. Yeah, but you ass. want him fired. I think that's ridiculous. What he's done for that team is just incredible. You know what? He's had a nice run. Uh, maybe he shouldn't be fired, but he's going down the same road as Staley on fucking the charges. He's got the same type of attitude. He thinks he can do what he wants when he wants, and it's going to blow up in his face like it did tonight. I, I disagree about that. I think that he's ran the Lions the entire way the same year. At fourth down, they go for it. It didn't work out for him tonight, but they are who they were. They, they played the game how they did the entire year. You're in the playoffs. You're up by 17 at half. It's 24-10. He's got the ball at San Francisco's 28, fourth and two. You kick the field goal. That makes it three possessions. But no, he goes for it. They stop him. Two plays later, a big pass play that they should have never caught. Now it's a 24-17 game and, you, and your team's on its heels. And you saw what happened. You lost. It's all momentum in sports. Come on, Campbell. He don't get it. We'll do a quick Super Bowl prediction. Uh, we got the San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Who do we have taking the Super Bowl, Nate? Start with you. How do you bet against Patrick Mahomes? Uh, he's been the underdog in the past two playoff games he's been in, and he's won both of them. And he's opening as the underdog in the third, in his third straight playoff game. So you can't bet against Mahomes. So I'm, I'm taking Mahomes. This is a lock. The father's giving it to you right now. Kansas City will murder San Francisco in the Super Bowl. Bet your house, bet your mortgage money, take all the money out of your bank account. You'll be a rich person once you do it because it is a lock. I guarantee it. You just said we shouldn't bet our account on it, and now you're telling everybody to bet their mortgage on it? 
Yeah, no, I want to bet the account on it, but I said I don't want to empty the DraftKings account right now because then if I want to play something between now and the Super Bowl, I have to add money. But what if we lose all of it from now I don't. I'm going to put money in and bet the house on it. <laughs> Whatever I have that day, I'm betting. Okay. I'm betting everything I possibly can. I, too, think the Chiefs are going to beat the Niners, but I want to put a public service announcement out there for anyone listening to us or maybe specifically the father. We're not experts. We don't know what we're talking about. I mean, we all took Becky Lynch to win the Rumble, and we all see how that turned out. So with that being said, let's go ahead and dive in and talk about everything that happened at the 2024 Royal Rumble. The 2024 Royal Rumble discussion. You're fired. It only makes sense that we start with the men's 2024 Royal Rumble, seeing as it was the main event. The winner was Cody Rhodes. He entered at number 15. He was joined by CM Punk, Gunther, and Drew McIntyre in the final four. He won two consecutive Rumbles. That hasn't been done in 30 years, Stone Cold was the last to do it. He joins a very illustrious club, and the only one of us three who picked Cody to win was the father. That's right. Cody was the man. Back-to-back -back rumbles. No one thought he could do it. He did it, and he's going to go after Roman. He's not fighting Seth. He's going to bring the title home to his family, to his father, and it's Cody Rhodes' time. I can't wait for Roman to take the pin at WrestleMania. I completely agree. I think that whether or not The Rock gets interjected remains to be seen. Nate, I, you were talking about, you You picked The Rock to win the Rumble, so you have to be the most yeah, surprised I, that he wasn't there. Yeah, I, I am surprised he wasn't there because there's been a lot of speculation going on saying that that The Rock is, is penciled in for WrestleMania against Roman. So I was shocked that Cody won. Is he going to finish the story? Do we want this to happen? Because I, I just think it's like kind of a lazy book. I don't understand how is it a lazy book. Cody Rhodes last year was basically handed the main event of WrestleMania because he came in at 30. This year, Cody comes in at 15. He spends 43 minutes in the match. He loses a tooth, eliminates four other wrestlers, and I'm the biggest Roman Reigns guy. I want Cody to beat him. You do? Yeah, and I want it to be just the two of them at WrestleMania. I think that if you're going to do The Rock versus Roman Reigns, you might as well just do it after Roman doesn't have the title. And it could be for the head of the table. The Rock could then come in and say, you're not worthy of representing our family because you lost the title. So it makes more sense from a booking point of view if Cody wins the title and then you do that Rock-Roman match. Plus, if you do the Rock-Roman match after Roman loses... And Roman beats The Rock. That's the jump start you get for Roman for his next big run. I like that. Because what are you going to do? Rock versus Roman and Roman's the champion? They're not going to put the title on Rock. So you know Roman's going to win the match. So, But now if there is no title, we don't know maybe what's going to happen. So I, I like that down the road. But I still personally never think you're going to see Rock fight Roman. I don't think it's going to happen. We shall see if The Rock works his way into the main event. But as of now, Cody has got that spot all locked up. So let's talk about a couple of surprises that were in the match. Andrade, El Idolo, he came in at number four. He was um, with the company for a very long time. Then he went over to AEW for three and a half years. He is married to Charlotte. There was a lot of speculation he was coming back, and this just affirmed it. Are you guys excited to see Andrade? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but... Uh 
when he was in WWE, he wasn't that great. He wasn't that great in AEW. So what makes me think he's going to be better now? I'm excited to see what he could do, but I don't think anything big is going to happen with this. I like Andrade. He's a great wrestler. Maybe him and Charlotte, too. You'll see them in some kind of mixed tag team. I think it's a great pickup. I think he fits naturally right now in the LWO storyline, too. Who knows? If Rey Mysterio's injury is worse than we expected, obviously he wasn't at the Royal Rumble. Maybe Andrade slides into the LWO feud. We saw he acted like a face when Escobar confronted him in the Royal Rumble. So lots of things to keep an eye on when it comes to Andrade. But some other surprises. We got Pat McAfee. Nate, I know you're a big McAfee fan. I love it, but I did not like his spot in the Rumble. I thought it was kind of stupid. He got came into the match when it was um, Omos and Braun Breaker, which everyone was speculating that that was supposed to be Brock Lesnar. So if it was Brock Lesnar and Omos, I think it would have been a lot better. But because it was Braun Breaker, it just didn't make sense to me on the whole, oh, these guys are giant. I don't want to deal with them. 38 seconds. That's all he was in. But it's still always nice to see McAfee, right, Tony? Yeah, but it was great to see him. He was announcing. He was. He had his, his usual high energy, so that was good. But you could tell he got the cue to come in like probably five minutes or a couple minutes before they actually sent him in. He didn't want no part of that. So I thought it was dumb by putting him in there. They should have just left him announce. There was no reason to inject McAvee into that rumble. I agree. It felt a little forced, and it also feels like you're taking away an opportunity that would just mean the world to somebody backstage. So I love McAfee, and I'm not complaining about it, but I think... Eh, just, just have him commentate. Everybody was happy as is. Uh, so not many surprises outside of those two. Those were the two big surprises. We also had Braun Breaker, who came in at 20. He shot out of a cannon. He eliminated four people. He had a stare down with Gunther. He came in and he wrecked havoc for five minutes and then was tossed out. And it seemed as if he took the Brock Lesnar role because... Brock is caught up in the Vince allegations, and we're going to do a whole thing on that at the end of the show. Tony, I know you were disappointed with this. Braun Breaker is the poor man's Brock Lesnar. Simple as that. He's not Brock Lesnar. He's not going to replace Brock Lesnar. But he did a good job because he got put into a spot. He wasn't supposed to be in this room. It was a last-minute thing because Lesnar was pulled the night before. He was scheduled to make his return, but all the allegations that are coming. So Endeavor didn't want nothing to do with that. They're, they run a clean ship. They don't want to get involved in that. They didn't want to risk the backlash, but it totally affected the Rumble by ha not having Lesnar there. He was a big part of that Rumble. I don't know. It didn't have the same feel to me to Rumble. I think that's why you saw McAvee come in, but he didn't want to fight. It's too bad because I would have loved to see Brock Lesnar come back in the Royal Rumble, and you know he would have did some damage. You would have had some feuds coming out of it, maybe with Gunther or somebody else. So it was a big disappointment not seeing him there. I couldn't agree more with you, uh, Tony. It was definitely a disappointment not seeing Brock Lesnar. I mean, it definitely was the move that uh, WWE had to do. You you couldn't have Lesnar go out there. I'm not going to lie, though. Braun Breaker did a very good job filling the role. It's not easy to fill that quote-unquote Brock Lesnar role. And he did a phenomenal job. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed that Brock wasn't in there. But I'm kind of happy to see Braun Breaker get kind of a little bit of a push. And it seems like he's going to be going to the main roster now. He is most likely up to the main roster, especially because it seems as if Brock Lesnar is completely out of the picture. Uh, WWE went ahead and canceled his match against Dominic Mysterio at Elimination Chamber. So who knows when we see Brock again. But back to Breaker. You got rid of Jimmy Uso, Finn Balor, Ivar, and Omos. Great way to um, 
start his run on the main roster. And it's a solid pivot if you we don't see Brock Lesnar ever again. Because, and this is a little shout out to uh, Tiny Mike, he told me this, uh, Braun Breaker was actually the last person to pin Gunther in NXT way back when. Really? That's kind of crazy. I did not know that, but that's good information to know. Especially as a pivot option? Yeah, exactly. So you so you think Braun Breaker is going after the Intercontinental Champion now? That's going to be the Mania match, possibly? I could see it. Let's just get into it. Brock Lesnar had sexualized content sent to him by the woman who's suing Vince McMahon. Do we think Brock Lesnar has wrestled his last match in WWE, Tony? I hope not, but the fact that Endeavor is involved now and it's not Vince McMahon... It's a whole different regime, so it's very possible we're not going to see him ever again because at this point in Brock's career, he was only there to put people over anyway. He wasn't going to win a title. He was just going to take a pin like he did with Cody. He might have had a nice feud with Gunther, and then Gunther would have pinned him at Mania, which would have elevated Gunther even higher than he is now. So I think from that point of view, you're probably not going to see him anymore. You know, he's got other problems. He's not worried about wrestling Brock Lesnar. He's got his wife. He's got kids. He's got family in a community where he lives. And these allegations are pretty fucked up. So, you know, I don't think he's going to even care about wrestling right now. I think he's got a lot of things he's got to repair in his personal life. I think we have seen the last of Brock Lesnar in WWE. But that's not to say maybe AEW goes after him. I mean, that would be an interesting signing for no AEW. Chance. Why, why do you say no chance? Brock Lesnar's not going to go to AEW. Why? He's going to go to a cabin in the woods, and he's going to have sex he, with He his don't wife. need the money, number one. And after being embarrassed with this, if he can't wrestle in WWE, I don't think he's going to show his face anywhere anymore. The fact that they pulled him off the show the night before and Vince resigned the day before, it tells you this is serious stuff. So I, I don't think you're going to see him again. I really don't. I think he's done. And it's a shame. He's one of my favorites. Let's dial it back and let's talk about a couple more surprises. We had Omos, 21. Haven't seen him, I think, since WrestleMania Backlash when Seth Rollins beat him. Were you excited to see the Nigerian Giant? Not at all. I, I did not enjoy him in the match at all. Uh, you know what I enjoyed more? Seeing MVP <laughs> with him. That's what I enjoyed more than actually Omos being there. He's seven foot four. He comes back with MVP. He's a dominating force in a rumble, and he's there for a minute and a half or two minutes. It was weak. So he was in for 243 and was tossed out by Braun Breaker. Yeah, it was a joke. I, I don't know. I, I just thought that was very, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Okay. It's too unrealistic for me. All right, well, we kind of mentioned him before. Let's go back and let's talk about Jay Uso, who started the match with Jimmy Uso, his brother. Jay was the Iron Man of the match. He lasted 50 minutes and 55 seconds. His brother lasted 34 minutes. What did you think, Nathan, about Uso being the Iron Man and him and Jimmy kickstarting their WrestleMania feud? Love it. Love the way they did it. Um, it was something that... People were calling for it. WWE listened to what the fans wanted. And we got Jimmy and Jay coming out, number one and number two, to kickstart their feud in WrestleMania, which I think could steal the, the, the weekend. Very excited for this and can't wait to see how they build this. I don't know about if it's going to be a, a star-studded match for, of the weekend. Jimmy's got to start taking some wins. He takes pins. He gets beat up. He's a henchman. Jay on Monday Night Raw has definitely stepped up to the plate. He's elevated his performance. Jimmy's got to step up a little. But I'm hoping that they have a good match at Mania. At the end of the match, I want to see him hug it out. 
I want the Usos back as a tag team champions again. Those guys together are incredible. The match is going to be fantastic, and it's... In, in, in my mind, if you're going to perfect it, Tony, you were pretty close. They got to kick the crap out of each other, and then at the end, they got to hug it out. But more so, they need to get Rikishi involved. Let's have him be special guest referee. The father calls it right down the middle. He goes like, I'm sick and tired of you two fighting. Maybe he smacks him around during the match or something. At the end of the day, they're going to hug it out. Everybody knows it. The Usos are going to be the tag team champions by SummerSlam. You heard it here. SummerSlam Usos champs. Okay, cool. I like the call. We forgot to talk about Sami Zayn coming back. So Sami Zayn was the number 30 spot in the Men's Royal Rumble match. Nate, were you excited to see him? Yeah, I mean, I think it was kind of uh, interesting the way WWE brought him back because everyone knew he was coming back when we were planning on saying who could be 30. It was kind of obvious that it was going to be Sammy. We called it when he got hurt. Like, yep, he's probably coming, going to be off screen for a little bit and then coming back at the Rumble. I don't think it was that much of a surprise. Sammy should have been number 28. Ricochet should have sat this one out. Number 30 should have been Okada or the Hulkster or somebody like that, an elevated person. Not Sami Zayn. Before they called 30, everyone's sitting there. We're like, okay, Sami's coming out because we haven't seen him yet. And Sami came out. Fuck Ricochet. Sami Zayn, 28. We should have had a big, big name at 30. So here's what I have to say to that. And my initial reaction was I agreed with you. I wanted a bigger and better star, but I just think that speaks to me being a privileged wrestling fan. Think about all the great wrestlers that we get to experience right now. Sami Zayn last year was one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. That was last year. Last year I was 225, now I'm 260. You didn't need to see Sami Zayn at 30. Before he went out with the injury... He was taking pins. Drew kicked the shit out of him. He really lost his value there. So by putting him in at 30, when he was running in, and you saw Drew, Cody, CM Punk, still in the ring, Gunther, he's running in, and you're like, okay, who's going to throw this jerk out? Because you knew what was going to happen. They should have brought him in sooner. Here's the thing. It's just nice that they treated him like a big deal. But he's not. He is a big deal. Nate, come on. He's not what he was a year ago. I will agree with that 100%. He's not. But he's still relevant in WWE. I think the past couple of months have, haven't gone his way. Yeah, he took a couple pins. But I still think Sami Zayn is one of the better wrestlers in the company. No, he's definitely relevant. I'm not saying that. But for him to come in at number 30 with CM Punk, Gunther, Cody Rhodes, and Drew in the ring already, it was stupid. They, they would have been in the ring if he was 28. But then we still have that 30th spot. We don't know who it is. It could be a real big guy or something. I get that, but I, I think that we were let down because we're privileged because we've had so many great returns and awesome matches and great wrestlers over the last couple months. So I think that we should just be a little, hey, Sammy's back. That's cool. But I, I understand where you're coming from. So we, we've talked enough about that. Some of the people who were eliminated the quickest J.D. McDonough was only in there for three seconds. Pat McAfee, 38 seconds like we spoke about. Bobby Lashley for a minute and 34 seconds. That was weak. Come on. It's Bobby Lashley. A minute 34. That's what you give the guy and you throw him out like that? No way. That's, that's what I'm saying. The booking of this Rumble was not the best book. You have Omos. You have Bobby Lashley. You got Kofi. 
These are three Rumble guys, and they're all in there less than two, three minutes? Come on. Kofi was especially disappointing because they didn't even attempt a Kofi spot. I know he's been unsuccessful for the last two years, but at least he attempted it. It was disappointing that he was in there for three minutes, and they threw him out like he was an old veteran. I'm actually not disappointed that he didn't do that. Oh, really? I mean, the past two years, he's muffed it, and it hasn't looked good. So what? What if we, we try it again, and he muffs it again? The story would be like, well, why did he do it again? So I was kind of happy they didn't try to do the same old thing. I just think he's old enough, and, and I don't think he could do it anymore. So and don't I, put him in. Well, no, you you have to. He you have to for this reason. He is one away, one Rumble appearance away from tying Kane for the all-time Rumble appearances. So two more, he surpasses him. And also, he's been with WWE for such a long time. Deserves. So, so he deserves to be in that spot. He's not going to win. He may not be in there for that long, but he deserves a spot in that Rumble each and every year if he's healthy. Anyway, those were some of the quickest eliminations. Um, anything else you guys wanted to mention in the Royal Rumble before we move on to the oh, women's? Oh, yeah. How did we not mention the hot tag by R-Truth in the Royal Rumble? First time ever we've had a hot tag in a Royal Rumble match. Pat McAfee. Beautiful commentary when he when that happened. Great job. It might have been my favorite part of the Royal Rumble, actually. Dominic tags him in, and then he comes in, and he beats up Gunther a little bit. R-Truth was all over the Rumble, actually. He was hysterical. He was in the Women's Rumble at number 24. He got thrown out by Nia Jax, and then he competed later on in the Men's Rumble at 24. He came running out earlier because he got the numbers confused because R-Truth is just always confused. Yeah, but the thing with R-Truth is he's funny, and you like to see him. You get a good laugh. But he's Mickey the Boob. You, you can't take him serious. That's why I'm glad Damian Priest threw him out. I don't want to see him in a judgment day. I hope this comes to an end. Let him be the 24-7 champ, the court jester. You get a good laugh out of him. But you can't take the guy serious. He's stupid. I just don't understand the, the R-Truth bashing by you there. R-Truth is great. I think he's propelled the Judgment Day a little bit. I think they've been a little bit flat, but with R-Truth, they've been hysterical. They've been entertaining. And who knows? You know, maybe we get an R-Truth versus JD McDonough at WrestleMania or something. I don't know. I, I just think whatever he does is must-watch right now in WWE. Yeah, it's funny, and it is entertaining. I agree with you, Nate Dogg. Absolutely. But... You can't take him serious as a wrestler. You know, he's a clown. He likes to laugh and have a good time, which makes it entertaining. I, hey, I'm the biggest chokester. I'm the biggest boob sometimes. So you need people like us. Our truth, I love you, buddy. You're my man. But you're not the wrestler. You're not the guy that's going to win the tag team title. It's not happening. That's a good place to leave it. So that was the Men's Royal Rumble. What do you like? What did you dislike? Let us know on X, Instagram, TikTok, at It's Real to Us. Over on YouTube, you can find us at It's Real to Us 1. So that was the men's, and now we got to talk about the women's. So I'm going to just go through the same process as before. We're just going to start talking about something, and we'll snowball, okay? Uh, we'll, we'll start with the winner, Bailey, who came in at number three. She set a women's record, beat Rhea Ripley from a year ago for most time spent in a women's Royal Rumble match, that being one hour and three-plus minutes. So Bailey won, but... Before we, you know, give her her flowers and you give the perspective of that, gentlemen, we all got to look ourselves in the mirror. We all took Becky. Yeah, that's surprising she didn't win. Definitely more shock value in the women's Royal Rumble 
than the men's, uh, I think. I was shocked in both. Were you shocked Cody won? Uh, you know my predictions. I had CM Punk. But you had Cody in the final yeah, four. Yeah, exactly. So it's not really that shocking. Becky and Nia were not in the final yeah. four. That was a shocker. That's a shocker. Not that Becky didn't win, but the fact we didn't see her at the end in the final four, that was a shock to me. And Nia, too, was gone. So... I think the women's had more shock when it came down to the end contestants. All right, well, we'll t- we'll get to the end contestants, but let's move back to Bailey. Let's talk about her going from three, making history. Now she's either going to go up against Rhea Ripley or Io Sky. She said previously that she wants damage control to have all the gold. So that means she's going after Rhea Ripley. But I think we all know in the end she's going to be fighting Io Sky, right? I think so. I think she's going to initially say, I want to go after Rhea. Damage Control is going to own all the gold. But as it gets a little closer to WrestleMania, maybe a month out, six weeks out, the falling out will begin. She's going to get ousted or feel like she's backstabbed. Something's going to happen, and it's going to be Bailey versus Io Sky at WrestleMania. That's what I think is going to happen. We definitely had an interesting moment in the Rumble also. Um, there was a moment where... Kyrie Zane got thrown over the top rope, but I think she was supposed to not be eliminated, but both feet ended up hitting the floor. Then seconds later, Asuka got thrown out. It was a whole weird situation. I don't think that was supposed to happen because there really wasn't any storytelling with damage control in this match. I completely agree with you, and to your point, you had... Asuka and Kyrie Sane yeah. in your top four for our Bowl of Mayhem predictions. We'll, uh, you know, we'll talk about that a little later on. Uh, spoiler alert, it's not good for Nate. No, it's not. But it could have been a mistake because it seemed like Kyrie Sane was going to do a Kofi Kingston-esque save and stay in the match. So maybe that changed the plans and they had to get out of the Rumble. We don't know. But let's go back. Let's talk about Bailey. Regardless, she's the winner. He said, Io Sky, Bailey, Damage Control are going to prolong a feud out from WrestleMania. You and I, Tony. He did. He did. We, we said on SmackDown they were breaking up. That was like two months ago. So, Nathan, kudos to you, my friend. Too bad. That prediction wasn't part of the mayhem. Maybe you wouldn't have lost, yeah. but, you know, we'll give you your kudos on that, you know? Pat in the back. Out of boy, Nate Thorpe. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. So, other than Bailey in our final four, we got Liv Morgan, who came in at 30. She finished second. Jade Cargill made her debut. She looked dominant. She was incredible. She came in at 28. And Tiffany Stratton finished at 29. We had some high numbers finishing in the final four. Tony, you, you seem excited. I put Tiffany Stratton in the final four. Come on. That's a pick. What what kind of odds would I got on that? 50 to 1? I would have cleaned up. They would have probably been just as high as Ilya Dragunov. Oh, it was big time. Ilya who? <laughs> you guys are assholes. You know that? <laughs> you guys are big assholes. I got something to say. Out of the woman's rumble, I am the biggest, biggest Jade Cargill fan. I love her. Who the fuck can pick Nia Jax up and body slam her twice? And then eliminate her on her own. You never see Nia get thrown out. It's always eight people trying to pick her up. Jade is a superstar. Going back to Bailey, why is Bailey going to fight EO Sky? Because Rhea is going to fight Jade at Wrestle. Mania. I'm going to stop you right there. I think that is too much speculating. I still think that Becky finds her way to Rhea Ripley. What I want to see, because we saw a little tease of this in the Rumble, Bianca Belair versus Jade Cargill. They showed identical feats of strengths when they body pressed two women over their head, and it made me want to just 
throw money at the idea of a fight between them. So I was also very, very impressed with her. She went ahead and eliminated Nia Jax, like you said, Tony. Becky Lynch, who, once again, we all took to win the Royal Rumble. And Naomi, who was returning from TNA. She lasted um, an hour and two minutes to her own credit. So not enough good things to say about Jade in her debut at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, very exciting to see Jade. I mean, she is so freaking strong, man. And I want to see what she looks like on the mic because uh, that's always what I feel like her, her weak point was, was being on the mic in AEW. No, she was great. She, she ran the ba- Yeah, she, she ran the Baddies Club or whatever. She was solid. No, but I, I just want to see how they're going to run this whole thing with her and Bianca. Her and Bianca didn't have any hostility in the Rumble or anything, so they might not fight. There's no reason to speculate on it. Just awesome to see Jade. She had a killer performance. So let's talk about some of the returns. I mentioned Naomi. She was back from uh, TNA. Not the only other TNA superstar we saw. We also saw Jordan Grace, who's the TNA Knockouts Women Champion, show up at number five. And this isn't the first time WWE's done something like this. In 2022, Mickey James showed up as the Knockouts Champion. So, Nathan, interesting to see WWE and TNA forming a partnership of sorts. Is it a partnership if it only happens once a year? I don't think this is that big of news. It's just something that, oh, yeah, that this happened again. We're never going to see this person probably ever again in WWE. Well, she actually alluded to fans on Instagram that, hey, maybe I'll see you soon. You never know. She signed multiple years with TNA, but... You never know. She looked great. She definitely looked the part. Tony, I know you were a big fan of her, oh, right? Oh, yeah, she's awesome. So if WWE can ever get her, that would be a, that's a home run. Anytime WWE reaches out to TNA, what do you think TNA is going to say? No, you can't have our wrestlers. Of course they're going to lend them out or figure out a contract deal because their name gets mentioned on the Royal Rumble. People are talking about TNA. It's a smart move on both parts. Maybe we see her down the road, maybe not, but let's talk about the women that we have right now because... The thing I loved most about this Rumble, and I'll say it right now, I think the women's was better than the men's, was that they did a fantastic job of showcasing the entire division. Bianca didn't win, right? She was still in for 47 minutes. Nia, Becky, Katana Chance, Selena Vega all went 20 minutes. Nia eliminated eight people. A lot of different tag teams had an opportunity to showcase themselves. Chelsea Green, Piper Niven showed some character. As much as we hate KC2, they were in there, and they were important. Uh, Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark were in there. So lots of different women. Not so many surprises, but a lot of good performances, right? I think what you got to notice with both of these Rumbles, not a lot of old-timers. You know, like not a lot of legends in either match. We usually see that in, in both matches. I don't think we had a single legend in either match. So I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know if that's a bad thing. It's just something that I noticed going through the list of the participants in this match. But like you said, Mark, they have a nice balance from top to bottom. It was nice to see what they did. They got everybody involved, and they gave us a little twist. Everyone thought Nia or Becky were going to win. We got Bailey. Not Tiny Mike. Got Let's give him a little credit. Yeah, Tiny Mike got it right. He, he hit it right Bailey. on the head. He called Bailey. But, you know, it, it was nice to see how they did it, and everybody was involved. Yeah, I enjoyed the women's match better than the men's. You're right. I, I think this might be a really big hot take, but is the women's division better than the men's division right now? Just storyline? Absolutely what, not. Yeah, why no, is, no chance. No chance. Really? Yeah. Nah, no way. Nate, why is the women's division hotter than the men's right now? I'll, I'll tell you why. Because the women's division, both champs fight. You see them on programming every week. There are stories going on for each and all of them right so, now. So, same for the men. Really? So, 
there's no storyline with Roman. It's the same storyline each and every time. He's got the story with Cody. What are you talking about? I'm just talking about going into the Rumble. I'm not talking prior. Going into the Rumble, I think the women's storylines. Oh, that- you got CM Punk back. You got Randy Orton back. You got fucking Roman Reigns in the midst of the biggest and longest title run we've ever seen in our lifetime. Drew McIntyre, Cody. You Seth got- Rollins got a torn MCL he's Gunther. fighting for. You got star after star, big name after big name. After Rhea Ripley. Who? Becky Lynch. She's on a downspin. Becky Lynch, yeah. Yeah, but you're going to say she's not a big superstar? That's ridiculous. I didn't say she's not a a big star, but she's not the highest, hottest she's been. Bianca Belair is definitely off her high. No Charlotte Flair. No Charlotte Flair. Why the Rumble was better? Because it might be more balanced with talent that's not superstar level, but right below it. And that's what made it very competitive, the Rumble, and it was enjoyable. I definitely agree. I think the women's rumble was better, but the overall the men's division is better currently. But hey, to each his own. Nate, if you think the women's division's better, I just I- think the women's division. I think it's been more unpredictable, and what, that's what I like in my wrestling. Like I don't like knowing that Roman's probably gonna win every single fucking match that he fucking does, and it's gonna be the same way. You're gonna get interference from Solo, and he's gonna pin you one, two, three. Like I'm getting tired of that. With the women's wrestling right now, you don't know. Re- you know Rhea Ripley's you know beating Rhea's everyone she's fighting. It's the same thing. Not necessarily. You're, oh, so Natalia's going to beat Rhea? Oh, you thought no. Zelina okay, Vega well, was going to beat Rhea? No, okay, no. You're throwing b- bumbles at them, all right? Roman Reigns is going against top competitors. If you throw a top competitor at Rhea, like, I don't think she could beat Becky. I think if she does face Becky at WrestleMania, I'm taking Becky. No way. Rhea's just in a class by herself. Well, let's dial it back in for a minute. So let's finish up with the Rumble. Um, anything else that we need to mention about it? Uh, Liv Morgan. Coming in second. It was kind of the exact same thing that they did last year, right? Yeah, it was almost the exact same thing. Rhea's, Rhea and Liv were fighting on the apron. And then this year you had Bailey Jade and yeah. Liv on the apron. And then Liv just goes out second. The men's and the women's number 30, Sammy and Liv Morgan. Kind of the same fucking person, but one's a man, one's a woman. They both didn't belong in the 30th spot. Neither one of them. I disagree. They are similar in the sense that they deserve to be treated as a big deal. Where it's like, oh, cool. One of our big superstars, Liv Morgan or Sami Zayn are back they deserve that 30 spot you might not have been the most excited to see them like i know tony would have popped a lot more for hulk hogan but oh i would love to see him. imagine if hogan came in 30th no oh it would have been terrible no it You're wouldn't have all right all right hold on we're talking about the women's though so uh valhalla got eliminated in three seconds maxine dupree almost killed bailey she's worse than lana she's terrible she she's gonna hurt not only herself somebody else she looks great she speaks well, but she can't wrestle. She sucks. So that was the women's rumble. Like I said, I think it was better than the men's. What did you think? Let us know. But we are going to move on next. And we are going to talk about Roman Reigns successfully retaining the WWE Championship against LA Knight. Yeah. Randy Orton and AJ Styles. Tony, I'll kick it over to you. Just what were your impressions of this? Predictable, predictable, predictable. Roman Reigns could have been pinned by first. AJ Styles. Second, LA Knight. Third, Randy Orton. Solo Sokoa enters. He does the Samoan chop, and Roman gets a pin. So what are you going to say about it? Well, everybody knew what was going to happen, and it did happen. I agree. It was kind of predictable. There were a couple of cool spots. I thought AJ, like, pinning everyone just like the last time 
Roman Reigns was in a familiar situation uh, with a triple threat. He pinned both competitors. It was kind of cool seeing AJ literally pin everyone. LA Knight, I thought, looked incredible, but we all know I love LA Knight. Randy Orton, what can you say about Randy? He, he still got it. I would like to see a big push for Randy, maybe get another title opportunity. All in all, definitely predictable, but I do think this match went on a little too long. I didn't think it needed to be that long, and I thought it dragged out a little bit. But typical Roman match, you think he's going to lose, he doesn't. Solo comes in, and he wins. One, two, three. Who's AJ going to have a feud with now? Is it LA Knight? Is it Randy Orton? Because I think we're going to see something that came out of this that's going to be good going forward. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I mean, we could go down the rabbit hole and speculate where each man is going to go. Maybe quickly, I would say that Styles could feud with his OC members. We've seen them backstage not get along recently. I don't know what Orton does, but he's one of the biggest stars. They have to do something important with him and push him to the moon, especially because you only have so many WrestleManias left with Orton. L.A. Knight, we'll, we'll talk about the United States Championship, but I think that maybe Logan Paul could be in his sights. And Roman Reigns, obviously, has got Cody Rhodes. The big takeaway I had from this match, once again, you guys both kind of touched on it, how predictable it was. We have never seen Roman Reigns during his entire championship reign go on second for a premium live event card. Roman Reigns either kicks off the show or he closes the show. He doesn't go on second. It's a filler match at this point. Everyone knows what the outcome is. That's why I can't wait for Cody to beat him. Let's move on. The bloodline was great. Roman Reigns is fabulous. Take a break, Roman. Resurface. And let's see what you got in round two, pal. That's what I'm looking forward to. I think I agree. And it's weird because for the longest time, I was the biggest Roman supporter. I always wanted Roman to win. And it's gotten to the point where even now I want him to lose. So we'll see where all these guys go. Nate, where do you want to see Randy Orton go from here? There's a big question mark. What do you do with Randy? Clearly, he's not going to be going on the Roman path. I don't think you're going to have him feud with LA Knight because I think he's going to go with Logan Paul. What superstar do you have Randy feud with? It's not going to be Brock Lesnar. Is it Gunther? Maybe you have him feud with Gunther, but I don't think that's going to happen. As of right now, which I think this might be a hot take and you're going to kill me for this, I don't think Randy has anything to do with WrestleMania at this very moment. But you think he's on the card. I think he will be, but as of right now, I don't think they have anything planned for him. Like you just said, Mark, his lifespan is not going to be long, Randy Orton. He could be here six months, two years. We don't know. It depends on how his body holds up. He is there older now, so I would love to see him take the title off of Logan, put the United States title on Randy Orton at WrestleMania. That would be a match. Logan Paul versus Randy Orton. I'd like to see that. All right. Well, let's just jump on into the United States Championship match. Maybe we have like a multiple person picture at Mania to get all those guys involved. But we got to talk about what happened at the Royal Rumble. Logan Paul, Kevin Owens had an awesome match. It was great from start to finish. Logan Paul, every single time he comes out, he is better and better and better and has quickly established himself as one of the most reliable workers in WWE. And he retained his title, albeit with a little bit of controversy. So at the end of the match, Logan Paul, he had Grayson Waller and Austin Theory slip him some brass knuckles. And just as he was about to hit Kevin Owens, Owens snatched the knuckles out of his hands and hit Logan Paul. But at the count of two and a half, the official realized Kevin Owens had brass knuckles in his hands and disqualified him. It was a very unique book. I was a big fan of it. And it shocked me for sure. Tony, what did you think? 
Match of the night by far, Logan Paul versus KO. By far, match of the night. Logan Paul is a superstar. If he wanted to give up boxing, you want to give up your YouTube bullshit, whatever you do, your energy drinks, you could be the face of the company. This guy is that good. He's a natural at this. So I enjoy seeing this guy. The match was incredible. I like the twist at the end where the referee was right on it. KO should have got the win, but they disqualified him. So Logan Paul is a superstar with WWE as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, Logan Paul is great. I just wish we saw him more. Well, he did sign a new contract, and from his own words, he said he is now a full-time superstar. So maybe we do see him more moving forward? You say he signed a full-time deal. What does that actually mean? Am I going to see him each and every week? Like I see Seth Rollins, like I see Drew McIntyre, like I see uh, Cody Rhodes. Is that going to happen? I doubt that. Maybe you don't see him every week, but I do think we will be seeing more of him. I just want to point out one spot in the match. So he's uh, in the superplex position with Kevin Owens, and he's looking at Corey Graves, and he's yelling at Corey Graves, Hey, Corey, I thought you said no one's ever hit a superplex on Owens. And then... Logan goes to hit a superplex and Kevin Owens hits his package pile driver from the top rope like he always does with everyone in that position. It's just a spot we've seen a hundred times, but Logan finds a new way to make it entertaining. The problem with seeing Logan Paul more, the more you see him, the less you're going to be in awe. I kind of disagree with that, 100%. I don't think the reason we love him so much is because we don't see him that much. Yeah, think of it this way. You wouldn't want to see Seth Rollins once in a while. You want to see Seth Rollins every week because of his aura in the ring and on the mic. It's the same thing with Logan Paul. So I think more of Logan Paul going forward is only good for WWE. But let's talk about the United States Championship a little bit because Kevin Owens was on successful, but he lost in a very controversial way that maybe we could see him getting a championship opportunity down the road. I think Kevin Owens may get another shot. I don't think it's going to be a chamber or anything. Maybe if we get Logan Paul again, maybe we get him defending it on a SmackDown. It seems like it, we are going to be headed to WrestleMania. Logan Paul versus LA Knight it seems like a perfect match for Mania, but let's see if Kevin Owens wants to you know, say, listen, I did lose. I got disqualified. But Logan's the one who brought in the brass knuckles. I don't want to see Owens fight Logan Paul again. He had his shot. He didn't win. He could have won. He should have won. But he didn't win. So if you were going to put the title on Owens, they would have did it already. I don't want to see him fight again just to lose. So I think it was a great match. Let it be right there. Let's move on with both guys and see which way to go with it. I think KO's going to go towards Waller and Theory. Maybe Sammy comes back. We get a little tag team action again with those two guys. So I think there's a lot of things to do with Owens, but I don't want to see Kevin Owens fight him again just to lose again. I love the match. Let it die right there. We will see what happens with the United States Championship. What do you want to happen? Reach out to us. Give us your predictions. We're interested to hear. You can find us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at It's Real to Us. Over on YouTube, we are at It's Real to Us 1. We are going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be back talking a little Vince McMahon and closing out the show with our Bowl of Mayhem. Nathan, you excited about that? Fuck the Bowl of Mayhem. Nato takes the L. Don't go anywhere. What's going on, you guys? Today's episode is sponsored by Batman. Whether you're a Christian Bale fan, a Michael Keaton fan, or hell, even a Robert Pattinson fan, we love 
all versions of the Cape Crusader vigilante on this show. In fact, I actually went as Batman for seven consecutive Halloweens. The night is darkest just before the dawn, and I promise you, the dawn is coming. And I also promise you that we are done with this ad, and we are getting back to our show. Okay, we are back, and we are talking about the resignation of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I don't know if you guys heard, but there was some Vince news this past week. I am very, very upset, disappointed, and frankly, just disgusted with you, McMahon. How the fuck can you let yourself do this? You built an empire, an empire. 40 years, you took it from your father, you built it up bigger and stronger, and you're going to let this happen? Are you fucking dumb? I always gave him the benefit of the doubt. The guy is just a natural performer, and for him to do what allegedly he's done, what the fuck? So in case you haven't heard what's been going on, Vince was accused of sex trafficking from a former WWE employee. The allegations, if you haven't read about them, are absolutely wild. Supposedly, Vince named sex toys after wrestlers and used them on her, had her use them on herself. He defecated on her forehead, and he had her sexually interact with John Laurinaitis and Brock Lesnar. So... Let's unpack all of this. Nate, I want your just raw reaction when you heard about this news. Uh, shocked, definitely. Well, the fuck shits on someone while they're having sex? That blows my mind. How do you do that? What do you get the man who has everything? Apparently a lot of shit. The only thing you can hope for is some of these accusations aren't true. You know a lot of it's going to be true. Yeah, But definitely. some of it, you got to hope, is just maybe... A little stretched out the truth or wasn't as bad as it said. You know, I looked up to Vince McMahon growing up as a kid. And it's a shame that he's really just hit rock bottom like this. I feel sad for this fucking guy. How do you feel sad for a guy who's got billions and billions of dollars? If you got that much money, go take a dump wherever the fuck you want. Why do you got to dump on some <laughs> fucking girl's head? That you're having sex with. Hey, some people like that shit, man. He, maybe he was kinky for it. Hey, Vince, I'll tell you right now. You want to take a dump on my <laughs> head? You give me a couple of hundred thousand, you could take diarrhea <laughs> on me, motherfucker. Are you nuts, Tony? What are you fucking nuts? Go <laughs> the head right now. Some guy wants to take a diarrhea on top of your head for 200 grand. You wouldn't do it? No. You're Not out of your fucking mind. 200 grand? No, I need at least a You're going to take a shower when you're done. <laughs> You'll never have that fucking easy money in your whole life. Oh, my God. Tony, you hear this, Anthony? I do it once a week. I retire in a couple months. I 1,000% agree with the father. Thank you. Are you crazy? Thank you. Oh, my God. Nate Dogg, you're a young man. I'm yeah. 61. You have not had your children yet. I have, I have had my kids. Yes. My kids have had diarrhea on my hands, under my <laughs> fingernails, in my arms. I got it in my mouth a couple times. Oh, that's gross. And you know what? When you have children, Nate Dog, you're going to get it all over you. And that's just the way it is. Someone wants to take a dump on my head and give me 200 grand. Show me the money. Okay, okay. That's no, no. That's enough. That's enough. Quiet up. We are done with the foul mouth potty talk. So everybody asking, oh, why is this coming out now? Oh, oh. The former WWE employee actually agreed to a $3 million settlement in which she was going to stay quiet. She signed an NDA. And after she only received a million dollars is when she decided to step forward. Now, if you remember... It was like a year and a half ago, maybe closer to a year and eight months ago, Vince paid off four different women 
$12 million worth of hush money. So these type of allegations aren't new, which is why I think they are all 100% true. And it's disappointing, but Vince is officially done. He's gone, finished, finito. And he may be taking Brock Lesnar with him like we talked about. Is there anything you want to say to Vince if this is the final hoorah? Vince, you know what? It's been a run. It's been great. You've built up an empire, but you got no one to blame but yourself, buddy. If you did this and it is out there and you did this to this poor girl and you sex trafficked and you womanized for all these years, everything comes to an end. You got caught. So now you got to pay the price, brother. And it's going to suck because your family's going to turn their back on you, brother. Fuck off, Vince. You haven't been doing anything with the company for the past six months, really. You're a fucking billionaire and you're doing stupid shit like this. I don't give a fuck. I don't feel bad for you at all. Plain simple. My life is not going to really change that much. No. Because and the company's going to be better off with him gone. Exactly. So good riddance. Bye, Vince. While I can appreciate everything Vince did for the company, this is a good thing that he's gone. So I figured we could end with something a little light. We'll talk about the Bowl of Mayhem. So Nate is going to be picking from the uh, Bowl of Mayhem. We did our Royal Rumble predictions, and Nate came in last. So it's time to pay the piper, diggity. And I just fulfilled my Bowl of Mayhem obligation when I did a lemonade stand. So I, I held up my end of the gar- uh, bargain. Thank you very much for the yeah, round yeah, of applause. It, only, it only took you like, what, three months? But he did it. And I was so impressed that you did do it. You looked the fuck out. It was like 59 degrees that day. I don't know how you got that. But you did it. And you actually sold some lemonade. I made $15. But I was pretty much saying, hey... Give me a dollar. I'll give you some lemonade, but I lost a bet. If you could give me a couple of bucks, I would appreciate it. It was embarrassing, though, because Javier, the maintenance guy who uh, works in our building, he drove by, and I was... Did he sh- say anything? He, he was driving by, but I, all I was saying at the time was, what do we want? Lemonade. When do we was want Was he it? looking at you? Lemon now. So it was slightly embarrassing, but I got it done. Uh, made a couple of bucks. So originally I was supposed to make $50, but because the Royal Rumble was on, uh, we came to an agreement that I made 15 and I gave the profits to Tony the Father and Nate Diggity Dog. So they made some money. I got my Bowl of Mayhem Challenge done. And now we are on to Nate's Bowl of Mayhem Challenge. Bowl of Mayhem. I don't even remember what's in here. Do you remember what's in here? Not a clue. There are a couple of really bad ones in there. I don't really remember offhand, though. Are you ready, Nathan? No. Good luck. Drum roll. Oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> Run a 5K in a costume. Who picks the costume? It could be any type of costume. I have, uh, if you don't have one, I have a Fred Flintstone costume you could use. That would work. Right, what, what is 5K? Listen. Three miles? 3.1 to be exact, Nathan. Just let him run a mile. I think that's fair. Three miles? He's going to fucking die. Nate, you think you could do three miles? Uh, Without dying? He smokes fucking weed. He fucking, I, he's I not in great shape. Excuse he, me. Yeah, excuse you is right. <laughs> you know, I, can't, I can't run down the fucking street. Nate, I think you could do it, man. A 5K? I think I could get it done. I would die. You're going to have a massive coronary on 59. Then, then Sam's going to be a widower. Dude, Nate, prove this fucking old man wrong. Just I'm, sh- I'm trying to be kind here. I'm saying just do the mile. Dude, he's pitying you because he doesn't I'm think you can do it. I'm not pitying A mile is hard. Do I have to like run an actual like 5K? Like, no, you got to run the distance of a 5K. I don't care if he's got to run from here to 7-Eleven. He's going to get winded, the kid. Yeah, he can walk. He's just got to get the distance done. You it said will- run. 
It, it doesn't well, have it to does be, say run a five. Yeah, but it's it's a run walk. It's not like he's gonna have to do it, run it the whole time. Do we have a banana costume? We're definitely running a banana. A we might actually have a banana. Wait a costume. minute, you're gonna go to a track and do it? No one's gonna see it. We go on a Saturday to a track with some nice weather because the weather's gonna be getting good. Tons of people. Will All right, be we gotta there. wait till the weather's good, though. Of course, we, okay. my lemonade stand was three months in between. Right, fair so enough. We so, got some time in between this. Yeah, well, hopefully you have that banana costume. I think that'd be kind of funny. Okay, is there uh, anything else that we can uh, say before we send everybody on their way? I like to say Dan Campbell's a fucking idiot, and this song is gonna be for you, Dan Campbell. You gotta know when to kick the field goal, know when to go for it, know when to fucking punt the ball. You can't fake a field goal and go for it on your own 30-yard line and not kick a field goal to go up 27-10, you stupid motherfucker. (laughs) Backdoor covers all around for Nathan. Yeah, baby! See ya.